are listening to The She-Wolf Show. We all have a little she-wolf inside of us, so howl it out, ladies and gents. This is a real and refreshing podcast. We're talking shop. We're getting real. We're telling the truth. And we're interviewing some really amazing people. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. You are listening to The She-Wolf Show, and I am beyond pumped to have the very beautiful, very talented, very Montana Marley McKenna on with us today. Thanks for joining. Hi, thanks for having me, Jordan. Marley, you juggle all the knives. Tell us about some of them. <laughs> uh, that is a really good way of saying it. I've never heard someone say that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I own um, a couple of businesses and then I help my husband run his business as well. So between the two of us, we have a design build company, um, a small commercial real estate and development company that's sort of just coming into fruition. Um, I own two restaurants and a catering subsect of those restaurants. And then I also own a, I co-own a promotional apparel and branding company. So yeah, it's a lot of things. <laughs> I it's do people ask you all the time, how do you do it all? Do um, <laughs> you know, day? you know what I get most of all is like, good thing you don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I mean, we I know. A, a nanny business. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because um, I'm 34 and we are like actually just in the position where we're starting to think about that. Yes. And it's, has actually been something that I've had to think about. Right. Not only because, um, like, I'm never going to stop working. That's not a position I ever want to be in. Um, so it's not like, oh, I have to sell my companies to make this right. work. But it is like, I want to have enough money to have really good help around. And um, I want my husband to have time to, like, co-raise our child. And um, yeah. so, yeah, that's been really interesting. That's, like, been sort of one of the things that people say. And then the other thing... Um, yeah, it's like time and, and how you do it. And for me, um, it hasn't been a problem so far, but I would say in the last year, we have really started to feel the pressure as the businesses grow, which is a good thing. Right. But as they grow and like are more successful and we take on more employees and more projects and more jobs, um, it has felt like too much. We are working a ridiculous amount and it's just not, it isn't sustainable, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think what's interesting is you know, I myself, I have two businesses, but right when I think, oh, this is the perfect time to implement this major change in business B because business A is well oiled and we're like cranking <laughs> things out and it's good. And then the bomb drops on business A yeah. in the middle of the new launch for business B and you just are ready to rip every single hair out of your head because it's just mm -hmm. like maddening. <laughs> it always That's happens so that funny. way. That's so true. And it's um, my business partner Tatum and I just had this conversation because um, the promotional apparel company um, and branding company, we have had like so much change in that company over the last year and a half. We hired on this like big time, we moved a project manager from Colorado to Montana to like run um, the company for us. She had an assistant, we had a bunch of designers and um, we just bit off more than we could chew. And yes, it was a lot. And it was so much financially that like, same yeah. thing. Like this was this company that had always just made money. Good to go. Just chucking, like chugging along. And then, um, 
yeah, we, we got into a position, we just, Tatum and I just had a conversation where we were like, oh my God, this is the first time we've ever had any debt whatsoever in the company. And it's scary. And we have to like make a decision about the direction we're going to go, which one of them, yeah, (laughs) which one of the decisions we made um, and we made with our project manager is that she took a different job because we just couldn't sustain her in the way that we wanted to. Oh, okay. Yes. We're getting real, real quick. And I love it. So, (laughs) so many juicy things in that one. um, Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think um, one really cool thing I feel that for whatever reason, this like little ecosystem of Montana women, we're just, you're just all really real. It's like, this is what's going on. This is what's great. This is what sucks. And uh, I think it's really rare, but the, the biting off more than you can chew that it's a constant balance. Right. And I think as a female owned business and wanting to support the values that you have individually and wanting to create a culture, I mean, I think for me, if I'm like growing my staff, there are things that I, in my mind, I'm like, I want to be the kind of company that lets you bring your dog to work. And I want to be the kind of company that has competitive pay and great benefits and kick-ass maternity leave and all of those things. And then the business side of that is, can we afford to do all that? Yes. And we did all of that. I mean, yeah. the, the, what, the list you just said was like exactly like, you know, we paid moving expenses for her to come up here. She brought her dog every day. We paid into maternity leave because I knew that they knew that they wanted to have a kid. We had really competitive wages. She had this super flexible schedule. Um, we tried to do literally every, we take ski days like yeah. four times a winter. You know, we were trying to do all of these things and basically we stopped paying ourselves. Like that's what we had to do to make that work. And so by the yeah. time we realized that was happening, we were like, oh God, you know, why are we running this business? Why are we investing and reinvesting and rebranding and trying to make this business as good as it can be if we're not making money? Like this is not a passion project. This is a business. Right. Right. <laughs> And okay, so because I want obviously to show love, the business you're talking about, will you tell everyone what the name of it is and where they can find you? Yes, it's Spearhead Branding and Apparel. And they, you guys can find us at, at spearheadbrandingandapparel.com. And um, this is funny because we're talking about like <laughs> the struggles we're having, but it is a great business. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is all, all things real. And personally, like I, I love to support people that I know. And you guys have done awesome branding stuff for us. It's been so fun. I think it's the only, you know, um, but we have two promotional companies that we use between businesses and between like for our clients and, and you gals are one. And then the other is also woman owned and they, um, she is just down the the street from me about an hour away. So that's, you know, it's Mm -hmm. nice that East coast West. Um, but it's, I, when I lived there, it was so fun because I could walk in and feel the t-shirts and hold them up to myself. Yeah. How does, how does this yeah. fit? Cause you know, right. like curvier gals. And then you have some of these brands of t-shirts that are like unisex and it's you I know. The XXL for it to fit you. Like nothing makes you feel worse than like, Hey, I'm normally a medium and you order a medium and it's like for a baby. Like that's I know <laughs> that is not fun. <laughs> so I loved it. And everything, I think the, the catering that you guys do, um, in terms of finding things that are, that truly represent the brand and that are functional and really, uh, represent the, the target market is, is awesome. So 
If Thanks. you have camo hats around. Yeah. I love those hats. Your head. I know. I know. They're so good. Um, um, awesome. So, and then your, your food biz. Tell yeah. Taco because Pole. We, yes, tacos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yum. And so yeah. you have two locations and that's recent. Yes. Yeah, so we opened our second location, um, about a year and a half ago and that's actually been really good. But I mean, you know, if you talk about like the restaurant business is so hard in general oh, and yeah. And our story is like maybe even more challenging than most people because we opened our first location. Well, we're just about to head into our seventh year in between the two restaurants. Um, and so the first location we opened, we started in 2012 and we um, opened in a location where we were renting and then had a really tough time with our landlord and ended up getting pushed out of there like two years uh, in. Oh. So then reopened a second location right on main street. And then for whatever reason, this like really perfect little spot out in four corners, which is like, um, for those of you don't, that don't know, it's like 10 miles away from Bozeman proper. Right. Um, and we just like another of uh, that location became available and we just jumped on it. So I feel like I've been opening restaurants for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so many things go into that, the build out and the codes and I, oh my gosh, the, just all the things and your hubs, because he is all things handy was able to a lot of that. Right. Oh, he did the whole thing. He did the design and the build out and he did all the permitting and, you know, of course, like for free, which was really intense for his business because you know, like step away from his work and just focus on this. But ultimately, I mean, like we both could see the long term that this, these businesses, and especially because we bought our, our location. And so we own some property, which that was like a really big step for us. Um, I, he could see the long-term benefits, but yeah, it was pretty intense that we were both like working on this business and like not making money and not putting energy into other businesses. And right. But seeing each other just on the job site. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like high-fiving in the construction zone. <laughs> hey, babe, tacos for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. And then you have a re- – and then the additional business is recent. And that is – that's a joint effort? Um. So I actually – my dad is – um. A, he's had a, a business in Bozeman for 35 years called McKenna Realty. And he does – um commercial, exclusively commercial brokerage and then, um, commercial development. And then he helps facilitate other development that's going on. Like right now he's working on a, or the company is working on a project that's getting low income housing into an area that's never been developed before. So it's this like two year project and he's sort of helping facilitate from every end. Um, so he has a partner in that business, another woman actually, who's like our age and, uh, yeah, I know. Awesome. And, um, she is like so smart and has like tons of really cool, she understands the industry. She just understands the logistics of it and she's really good with people, but she's not super interested in being out in the community in this big way. And so my dad is trying to retire and, um, he, we started talking about me coming on, um, sort of to fill his role, which he calls himself the rainmaker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he just like connects people and matchmakes and, you know, um, 
his, he, yeah, he's so humble, right? <laughs> but um, so he asked if I would come on sort of in that role. So I've been training with them um, for about six months, and then I will hopefully sort of fully transition into that role as much as possible um, within the year. Whew. So, and then before we get into like the nitty gritty, like celebration and failure and roller coaster, I want to mm -hmm. address, I'm so glad you mentioned the kiddo thing because yes. I'm in the, a very similar boat. I'm 33. Um, my, I have two nephews. We don't have any kids. I am the only one of my friends that lives close to here and that I grew up with that doesn't have any kids. And we just recently had a girls weekend where it was a lot of like pumping and talking about diapers. And I was like, um, who wants a cocktail? I don't know. <laughs> it was just like a little bit strange. And I think for me, my baby right now are, they're my businesses, you know, yes. and it's so foreign. It feels so foreign, but there, you know, there are a lot of similarities just in like leading the household and leading this business. And so I think I wish that we could cross those boundaries a lot more. And, and my, um, my husband and I had this like semi, um, you know, discussion, healthy discussion where we disagreed, where I had this moment <laughs> where, you know, we want to have more than one kid. Um, I was, I went to the doctor, talked to her about it. And I was like, listen, I'm running two businesses. I don't know about popping kids out today or tomorrow or in the next year, but like, let's get real about the egg situation. Let's talk about it. And I come home and I look at my husband and I say, why can't you carry the baby? You know, oh. He looks at yeah. me and he's like, you're mad at me because my anatomy can't carry a baby. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> like, you don't even understand the things that my body is going to have to go through. Like, I start to hyperventilate when I think about it. I'm yes. Like, oh, and I'm going to be like running two businesses and I'm going to be traveling. And how am I going to be doing this with like back pain and morning sickness? And I mean, just, you know, and then. Yes this little beady eye thing is staring at you, like keep me alive and feed me. It was just like, I just had this moment where I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. You know? A hundred percent. That a hundred percent. That's how I felt for years. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And then all of a sudden I'm 34 and I'm like, I guess I have to consider that this it's either, it sort of is either now or never within the next few years, you know? Right. And I agree. It's so hard to even comprehend. And the conversation Matthew and I have, because we both run our own businesses, is that we would both have to take a step back. Like, it's not just going to be me and it's not just going to be him. Yeah. Um, some couples can do that. Like my sister-in-law and brother, Matthew's sister and our brother-in-law, um, he has been the primary caretaker and that's been amazing. And she's had this big career, but like, one person does, you know, it's either both sacrifice or one person has to. And right. I think probably for most women who are successful and passionate about their work, it's got to be both. Cause otherwise like right. we can't take it all on. There's no. just no way. It's yeah. My, my husband has a colleague who um, makes great money and his wife really the, they pay the daycare that they choose and the nannies that they choose actually uh, I guess her salary doesn't cover. So they like, they oh, lose wow. money for her to work. And she's just like, I'm working because I need it yes. for my self-worth mm -hmm. and my sanity. And this is what's up. So it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways to 
you know, like slice that apple. I don't even know, but I think um, you got to figure out what works for you. But I'm, I have told Evan multiple times that he's going to have to really, you know, like Mr. Mom is a real thing. You're going to have stuff. <laughs> to do it. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no stigma. I don't feel like anymore right. in the world that that would be a problem where like men would feel like, Oh, this is like a weird role. So many men are, are taking more of a role in that capacity, I think. So right. yeah, like Matthew doesn't bat an eye when I'm like, we need to be 50, 50 parents. He's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's like oh, yeah. standard. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, I, I'm I'm lucky enough to have that too. I think he gets it. He's like, I'll yeah. be the one waking up in the middle of the night because you don't like to do that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I I love that we went there because that's real life, and it's just you know, I think it's interesting because as as women, it's like the balance talk. We talk about that a lot, but there's some realism in the whole like if you want to have a family, you know, there there are some, certain things you can't avoid even if you're going through adoption and, you know, and choosing an alternative, you know, way to parent, um, there's, there are just, there's lives <laughs> that depend on you. And so it's, um, you know, and for people who started their own business and have pulled yourself up out of the, you know, the mud so many times, it feels, it feels hard and frustrating to feel like you kind of have to choose and when you get to that place where you say you know what there are only 24 hours in a day and I would like to sleep for at least one of those <laughs> you know? and so what does it look like for you know for us to grow grow a family um, in addition mm -hmm. to me you know doing all the things so um well congrats well, on one yeah go ahead Oh, I was just going to say one other thing that, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier is like these businesses have been your babies. And like, for us, we are not unaccustomed to having to work until 10 or 11 or midnight and get up at five in the morning and, you know, the sleep deprivation and the like, like complete obsession with what you're trying to do and the financial ruin of starting a business and all that stuff. In some ways it is, it prepares you to be like, okay, it's going to be hard and that's okay. Cause I've already been through hard Some things. Hard and totally. I can't, I can't say maybe having a baby is a hundred times harder, but I don't, I don't think it'll be, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I hope yeah, to all the mamas, to all the mamas who own a business, you know, I, it's, I would love for you to like message us, give it, you know, tweet at us, give us, give us some tips and tools. So we got two, two, maybe soon to be, you know, my yeah. trying, to, trying to figure that out. But I think, um, yeah, everybody does it differently. And I have no judgment to anyone, you know, I mean, it's, you know, do, do, yo thing. Um, but Absolutely. with that said, so you right now, you know, you have, you're, you're trying to make that decision. And I love that you shared the, you know, how you had to kind of come to a decision with your business partner and spearhead to, um, to allow this really valuable staff member to pursue something that might be better for that staff member than it is for mm -hmm. your company. And I think that that's, those hard decisions happen all day long, right? When you, when you're running so many, you're, you know, guiding so many different ships and, um, I tell me a little bit about how you, because you're you have your business partner there and then your solopreneur. And, and so you kind of have run the gamut of what it looks like for a leadership team to be with family, with a business partner, you know, and on your own, yeah. how, 
who's, uh, do you have specific roles? And when you have, when you come to those moments where you're like, Ooh, this is a conflict, how do we handle it? What do you guys do that you would say is, is a healthy way that you figured out to handle it for both of you to, to really be on mm-hmm. board? That's, that's a really great question. Cause I feel like I sort of, um, the role I play in my own business and also with like my partnership and also with my husband is that like I handle logistics. So I'm always meeting with like bankers, attorneys, um, new vendors. Uh, I'm setting up every system that we have in place for all of our businesses. And what I feel like happened um, specifically with Spearhead is that we have this like natural kind of ebb and flow we'll like spend a ton of money on a project but then we get it back or we get it first and then we spend a lot and so there's this like natural ebb and flow which probably happens in a lot of business but for us because we're like purchasing huge amounts of like right swag or whatever um there's like you know sometimes tens of thousands of dollars that's in and out over the month and um what I wasn't seeing is that that was just like growing a little bit every month that we kept this project manager on. And I didn't really see that it was like affecting us in these um, sort of this permanent way. I was like, oh, this is just like more of an ebb and flow, but we also grew by 50% this year. So maybe that makes sense. And so then a couple months ago, I started really looking at the numbers and I just was like, no, all of our money is just basically going to this project manager and it's not sustainable. And it felt like a little too late. Like I had noticed too late. And, um, you know, when we had the conversation, I felt a huge amount of accountability and I felt like I, I, I let the company down and I let Tatum down and she is like the most gracious person. She would never say that to me. And she took on like a bunch of accountability. Like we should have been talking more and it is like our side business. And so sometimes we don't pay enough attention to it. Sure. And you know, she didn't put that on me, but it was on me. I mean, that's the reality is like, that's my role. And I, I should have been paying closer attention and it's nothing huge. It's not like some, you know, six months from now, if we're conservative, we're going to be in a great position again, as far as like comfort level. But, um, yeah, we just, we were like, we, this is not a sustainable position. And what we need to do is basically take more on ourselves again, as which we had for the first three years of the business, we'd done it all. So it was just super profitable because we were just doing it all. Right. We no you were you weren't, your billable hours were. <laughs> yeah, they were all us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we decided to just hire independent contractors, no more employees. And so that's been a, that's been a good move for us. Um, and we are, we can like see the light at the end of the tunnel now, but it was shocking. And I felt really disappointed in myself that I had let something slip in that way. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's, that totally sucks when it feels preventable. I mean, things mm-hmm. happen in your business, like bombs are dropping, you know, it's like literally yeah. a battlefield out there and you, some of them you have no idea are coming. And then sometimes you think, yeah, I had built this bunker and I didn't jump in. Like, what am I doing? You know? And so I think, mm-hmm. um, and if you're like me, your brain is firing all day long with all the things that need to happen today, tomorrow, and 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, because your logistics mind, I, I am more of like a visionary. So the logistics are important to me, but I, the executing on the logistics to build a, you know, a good system and process that's going to meet this vision that I have is sometimes challenging for me. And I am just constantly thinking about, oh, we should introduce this and here's a new idea. And then, oh, we need to do this. And, oh, we need to edit this on the website. And, oh, we totally failed. We didn't send that out via social. I mean, just all the things that you're juggling all the time as, you know, the founder or the owner of the, you know, the CEO of the business, it just feels, it feels crazy sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and you, some days it feels like it's not possible for me to be any more organized than I am, you know? And then other days it feels like, I missed that. I totally missed that. It could have been prevented and it sucks. And you, you beat yourself up. But I think, you know, like this whole season is like failure is my favorite F word. And I, in the moment it blows, like you don't want to hear anyone say like, think positive, you know, happy thoughts, manifest good things because you're like, this sucks. Like this is a Mm -hmm. shitty situation. Um, but in hindsight, when you look back on those things, you make really big, important changes to how you do things because of those times that you just, definitely, it hits you so hard, like in your gut. Well, and in this situation, the reason I feel like I let it go on as long as I did is because I thought we have no option. We moved Lizzie here a year and a half ago. Like there is no option to not have her working for us until it was like there's no option to not yeah not working for us you know what I mean it was like like I kept being like it's fine it's fine a couple big projects and we'll be out of this like we just need to turn this corner and I will say this is like our slowest season January February are just dead for us and now we're like you know seven new projects that just came in this week but I think it's just interesting because I was like I for me it's always about the people like I'm always trying to to do what I need to do for my teams. And sometimes the bottom line gets lost in that. Do you think that that is more of a female trait? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I will say, I mean, my, my other partner is my husband and he, and my dad, I mean, they're both unbelievably generous people. Like they are overly generous and they would say the same about me, which like we probably shouldn't surround ourselves with each other, but we do. <laughs> Give it away. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think like ultimately, yes. I mean, Matthew, my husband would say like, if you don't have the money, you can't have the person on there. Like if they're not, and, and part of the role that, sh- that this project manager was in was to produce for us. And she hated producing, like she didn't want to sell. And so, and we had hired her to sell. So that's, she had like a commission based, you know, salary. And so she wasn't selling. She didn't want to sell. She full on refused to sell. And that was kind of my breaking point. Like, if you don't want this role, then we can't keep putting all of our energy and funds into you because you're not growing the business at the rate that we need you to be, to be in this position. So that, that's so tough. I, I, in terms of project management, I feel like we could, that is so important. And I think in any business that you have, to have someone who's good at that is absolutely crucial. And for my branding firm, I went through the same, um, 
I feel like the visual is like this stair step, right? And people can't see me, but I'm drawing a stair. And it's like you are climbing this vertical wall to get to this next level that levels out to get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And then it happens again. And mm -hmm. if you don't have the right tools and if you don't have like someone boosting you up, like sometimes you can't get there. You can't get to that right. next level. And I think, you know, you start to take on so many projects that you can't manage yourself. And so the natural solution is to hire a project manager. And I have a, a great consultant that I work with here that always talks about the iron triangle. And he's like, you have limited time, resources, and money. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep that in mind. And so if you're going to bring a project manager on, you need to think about that. How much are you paying that project manager? How much time are you going to have to invest into that project manager to get them up to speed? And then how many resources do you need and do you have and do they need to, to really produce? And mm -hmm. I, I hired a project manager, um, gosh, what was that? Last summer, two weeks in, I realized this was a bad idea. Hmm. And I went through the same thing in my mind with this individual just quit their job. They just signed on with us. This is terrifying. And mm -hmm. I was traveling at the time and really needed this person to be self-starter, get it done. And I'm calling, I'm in California and this, this PM is on the East Coast and I'm calling my consultant saying, what else do I need to do? Because I can already see that the, the skill that was presented is not actually there. The sense of urgency and the self-starter-ness is not actually there. Awesome interview, great resume, not showing me that all of that really exists. And, and I'm thinking two weeks, this is crazy. I need to give it some time. It's going to take someone at least three months to six months to feel like they really got their groove. And it was interesting. He, you know, his advice was, one, always hire A players. You know, B players are not going to get you to like where you want to be. A players only. And the, and the second thing he said was hire slowly, fire quickly. Yes. And that's a he's a male, and that was a, you know more of a male perspective. I was heartbroken to to feel like I have to let this person go, and mm -hmm. I felt like it was I same thing. I felt like oh, this is maybe not the right choice. And my consultant walked me through, let's offer a little severance. Let's hook them up with, you know, some other people that you feel like might be a good fit and set them free because it's not going to be a good position for them anyway. Right. Uh, if this is, if this is happening now, if you're walking into the office and you know, this PM is like watching the football game, like that's not, you know, already like that's not a good impression. That's not going to get any better. So I fired the PM three weeks in to working with us and had this moment of, I guess I'm just going to be doing it. Um, and then this light bulb went off and I hired one of my best friends, which oh, wow. business one-on-one, like you, you're not supposed to do that. Right? right. And God loved this chick because I kept thinking about that iron triangle. And then I kept thinking about in traction, the book traction, he talks about hiring people that um, have the, the want to do the job, the skill and the capacity. And so I was like, I'm not going to make this mistake again. Let's get real. Let's talk about all these things. And homegirl came from, uh, Sarah, shout out to Sarah came from a huge branding agency. So she had the skill and the experience. 
in many cases, you know, more than I do. And mm-hmm. she has the capacity because she had had a baby, followed her husband for his career, stayed home with baby, is like needs to do something else to stimulate her mind. So she's got the the time and then she loves it and she's going above and beyond and anticipating everything I need. And because I've known her since I was 12, when I send an email that's like, hey, this is due tomorrow, <laughs> she doesn't take offense. She knows that that's just right. the way that I am. And it's been a dream. It's been so awesome. And I, you know, that's maybe not true for everyone. You know, don't go hiring your best friend without like really, you know, do, do, doing due diligence. But uh, it has been like the best decision that I could have made. I mean, honestly, I feel like for, the, I, and I live in Montana, so maybe this is a little bit of like a Pollyanna statement, but um, I think that hiring people that you know and you understand how they work and how they function in the world it's not a bad move. Why would that be a bad move? Right. And I have worked with, um, well, Tatum was my friend before we partnered. And um, my previous manager is one of my best friends who like helped me start the taco shops. I work with my husband. I work with my dad. I mean, those are really tight knit relationships. And it's always been not without hardship to some level, but it's always been like the best possible fit in those scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. And one other thing, I love what you said about like, they have to have the want, the skill and the capacity, because I feel like sometimes one of those is missing and it is a huge problem. Even if they have like the skill and the capacity, but they don't have the desire, or if they have like the want and the capacity, but they really don't have the skill. And I'm dealing with that actually right now with the manager um, in the restaurant and she just, we keep, I keep trying to like train her into really understanding communication skills and she just can't get there. She just, I mean, it's so tough. I I feel bad. She's like kind and she has a a huge desire to do really well. I can just, I can feel it coming off of her and she's got the time and the energy, but she just doesn't have the skill. And I just had a conversation with another one of my managers and we just decided it's not going to work to go forward. And one thing I've thought about a lot in the last six months as I am like gearing up to um, sell potentially (laughs) that um, I know people will be disappointed and I will have that reaction. And I for sure, like I wake up at three in the morning with like a blotchy chest because I'm so nervous about it. And I just have had to be like, okay, a, a true leader or a boss has to not worry about what other people are going to say. You just have to do the right thing, make the right decision for your business or your life or a different business or whatever it is. And there's like a really powerful podcast um, on Gimlet right now. Do you listen to the cut on Tuesdays? I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. I'm going to need to put that on the German. It's amazing. But this one woman who's, I can't remember. I think she's like the boss at this one podcast. And she basically says that people, um, you know, they want to be part of decision-making, but very few people actually want to be the leader because being the leader means you have to make the decisions. And it means that people won't like you for it. No matter what decision you make, somebody's not going to like you for it. And so I've really tried to be like, I'm not losing my ethical or my moral compass, but if I make a decision that some other person doesn't think is right, that doesn't mean it's wrong for me. Oh, that's so huge. And I think um, Karen Lum, 
you know her well, right? Yes. Yes. She, we were recently talking about, um, so we have, this will, this will likely air prior to the, the She Wolf Retreat, but we're doing the She Wolf Retreat in, in Bozeman. And yeah, that's awesome. we've asked Karen to do like a little breakout session because she's just so, super inspiring. And one of the, you know, this is not a spoiler really, but she was talking about looking into the idea that you are your best resource. Wow. Like a community is super important and having a pack is super important. The flip side of that is when you ask everybody their opinion, you will never make the right decision for yourself because you're so mm-hmm. influenced by all these people. And and by the way, who are those people? You know, they're not in your shoes. Maybe they're not in the same industry. Maybe they're not in the same life situation and all those things to be considered, you know? And I think it's, um, I think we know things in our gut and we get, we get kind of pushed, pushed around by those fears. And, um, you know, I think again, that's, that's kind of a, I think it's an everyone trait, but I do feel like females are so aware of that we're so aware of how other people are responding even with their nonverbal communication you know and um Mm -hmm. just you know all of that I think it's I think it's tough to be in that spot and I and it's lonely to be in that spot because we feel this pressure to again make everybody happy but that might not be the the wisest business decision right and it, it almost feels like they're on opposite sides of your shoulder, you know, like the devil and the yeah. angel and the, and the business is like, but you need to make money, which is why you're here doing what you're right. doing. And right. it's, it's sometimes really hard to, to make that choice when you know it's the right choice. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because you asked me about like males and females and like, you know, do I think that women are more worried about other people in that capacity or, or, you know, less worried about the bottom line for themselves. Um, the big thing I notice with working with men in, in my life is that they are just so willing and ready to give their opinion. Whereas I feel like I'm like, do you want to talk about this? What do you think? Let's talk about all the options. <laughs> and yes. it's been really interesting with my dad because he's so smart and he's like so well-versed in the industry and I want him to teach me, but we've finally gotten to this place where he'll say, I'm going to give you some advice. And I'll be like, okay, brace yourself, Marley. And then he'll say, <laughs> take it or leave it. Like you don't have to take this advice, but I'm just going to put it out there. But ultimately you need to make your own decision. And he always talks about that. Like his whole goal with raising us, he has three daughters was to make us independent. And you know, he's really, he's really being honest when he says, you don't have to take my advice, but he is going to give it either way. <laughs> Go dad. I yeah. love that. Good job, dad. I, um, yeah, that is fascinating. I, Recently, I had a consulting meeting. So my, this is funny, I own, I own a company called She Wolf and the three individuals that consult me for both of my businesses in terms of sales, uh, logistics, and then, um, you know, the CFO, we have an interim CFO who, who kind of consults us quarterly. They're all men and they all know each other hmm. from different walks of life and they all, um, they're all local. So, you know, recently we had a meeting with all three of them and I do have a lot of mentors and amazing women that also give me tons of advice. But um, in terms right now where I am personally, those three give it to me like that. They give it to me straight like that. And I love that. It's kind of like if I'm at the gym, I want someone yelling at me 
you know, like, do you want a six <laughs> yeah. pack? Like I kind of like, I, it motivates me. So they are so honest and I appreciate it so much. And it is fascinating because when I'm sitting in a room with all three of them and we're discussing my business, there will be times where I will be sitting there saying nothing and they say things that if said in a room full of women would not go well. And mm. they walk out and shake hands and it's all good. You know, they, right. they'll say, nope, you're wrong. You don't know the facts. This is what's up. And they say it like that. And I feel like, wow, oh my gosh, if I was in a, in a room with my leadership team and I just looked at one of them in the middle of her talking and said, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> like, I just, Absolutely. They, now, I mean, what, what kind of shit would crumble down after that? I mean, that just would not I be know. good. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. I mean, that, that stereotype still applies that like, if men are, you know, if they're straightforward, it's like, oh, this great quality. And if women are, it's definitely viewed much more as, yeah, the B word. And I guess my feeling is like, I still, well, okay. Matthew and I do have a rule between the two of us. Cause we're both like, I would say we're both really good under pressure, but sometimes no matter what man or woman you like feel like you want to freak out and our rule because we work with tons of different people he has a million subcontractors and I have all these employees and our rule is never lose your shit and for both of us it's like we can we can both get frustrated we can both say things that need to be said but we never lose our shit in front of anybody that works for us and um that has been really good but internally I take less shit than I used to. So I might still have this like same facade of like, everyone's great. And I'm listening to everyone's advice all the time, but I have way more of like an internal compass than I used to. And I don't, I don't take everybody's opinions on the way I used to. And like when we first opened the taco shop almost seven years ago, you know, people are telling me like, you should be doing octopus ceviche and you should be doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we're a burrito shop. Like we're not going to, but the the advice was coming in from every direction. And it was, it affected me in this real way. It like hurt my feelings almost. And then, and now I just don't feel any of that. I don't know if that's a bad thing maybe. (laughs) No, you know, I think it's, um, you know, I've had, we were just right before we hit record, we were having a little bit of a brief combo on, just ha- I've had some like, you know, business attacks recently that have also <laughs> been personal attacks. Um, and that sucks, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you totally feel like you suck. Like if you didn't have imposter syndrome before that conversation, you certainly do after it. And, <laughs> you know, I've had some, I've had a lot of that and it, it's my, the analogy that I was using. Um, I'm all about analogies, but I literally felt like I was machine gunned by like three separate people within a week, all about like, you should, you should, you should, you should, you should, or you shouldn't, or why, or just, yeah, just, you know, within the internal group, within, you know, with um, people that are on my, you know, leadership team, clients, it was just, whoa, it was just a lot. And I started to feel like I'm the common denominator. I'm, I'm sucking. Like, obviously I'm not doing any of the things well, and that is why this is happening. And the not lose your shit, oh man, I need, that's why I I literally like cocooned myself at home, worked on creative projects, canceled meetings and took time because I just was not able to be around people and be cool and be positive. And that's a luxury, right? Like my team is remote. I'm able to do that. Not everyone's able to do that. You have to go in and like, I don't know, drink some kava or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. 
but it's wild. It's, it's, it's a wild ride. And I think, um, it's really hard not to take things like that personally, for sure. It is, it is. But I think like, you know, if business has taught me anything, and I think this is a good thing in life, but if business has taught me anything is like, just toughen up a little bit. It's okay to be, I mean, you know, we're taught as as women, as girls, that like we should always be nice and we should always care about everybody's feelings and we should think about our feelings first and you know, all these things. But ultimately it's like, I like that I have a thicker skin. I like that stuff doesn't affect me as much. I like that I'm able to like, I feel like it allows me to like really understand what my internal compass actually is as opposed to like, yeah, having all these voices, this machine gun actually coming in all the time. You know, I don't, I don't want that to come in all the time. I want to be able to like, you know, internally what you're talking about, you did this in this physical way where you cocooned up, but I want to be able to do that because it's coming for me. Like the sale of one or two of my businesses is like, it is going to have a backlash and I'm like gearing up for it. Yeah. And that's well, oh, well, good luck with I like, I, like I want to send you like some self-care goodies or something, like that. but you know, honestly, like be proud of yourself. That's huge. That's a huge accomplishment, no matter what anybody else says. And you know, that, that compass piece, that's super important. And I, I think you're right. The thick, the thick skin is, it just happens. Like the, the shit never stops flying at you. You just learn how to like <laughs> swat it away. Absolutely. Totally. Well, I am like, I gosh, I feel like we could chat forever. Uh, (laughs) I'm so thankful for you. And sometimes we ask questions before we sign off around like anything that you're currently obsessed with. I think that I'm like a tool junkie. I just love uh, like different softwares and different tools. Is there anything that you've discovered recently? It doesn't even have to be business related. It could be like, I bought this, you know, um, hat and I wear it every day, you know, whatever. But is there anything recently that you're super obsessed with? Well, I'm just going to like side note, this isn't the real thing, but I did buy a Stetson crushable hat this fall. And I'm not like a, like, I don't like to like look perfect every single day. And so sometimes I just put that thing on and I cannot tell you, I feel like a powerhouse in it, a really good blazer and the Stetson crushable. <laughs> um, but for I real, love it. I love I, hats. Um, I think for me, I think that the centering and the calming stuff has been huge. So um, I actually have gotten like really obsessed with CBD oil. I know it's like this major craze and maybe it's going to be misproven, but like um, that has really calmed me down. My sleeping pattern has gotten way better, which is really, really helpful for me um, because I can tend to be an anxious sleeper. And then um, the other thing I've been doing is listening to a lot of podcasts by like really powerful women. And that's so inspirational for me to hear. Like, first of all, our country right now, there's all these women that are stepping up as presidential candidates. And that is like incredible. Love that. And also just like these really great women saying things are hard. Let's start moving in a direction that hopefully makes it less hard. And if not, oh, well, at least we're talking about the fact that it's hard. And I really like that. Um, so those two things have been really helpful for me. That's awesome. That is, that is so awesome. I hope that um, my phone didn't ring on the recording. If it did, it was my I brother. That, awesome. <laughs> that I rarely talk to. And it, my I, Apple, love ya. Side note, also when everything is hooked up and all your messages and all your phone calls come through all your devices, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, I, I love CBD oil also. And I actually just had a call. Let's give a shout out to the Press Pause Project, um, woman owned in Montana and in Denver and um, really cool, great packaging. And uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think it's, uh, it's, it's super helpful. And I, you know, it's, there's no THC people. Everybody calm down. It is right. you know, just, <laughs> just like lavender essential oils, you know, it's just yes. like a little bit different. So, but yeah, I love that too. Um, and I think, you know, you learn how to stay calm in, in the chaos, the more you're in the chaos. And I think it's kind of never ending, but absolutely. Um, personally, I have, you know, always been really impressed by everything that you're doing and you always do it with grace. And I feel like the humility that you bring to the table. And, um, you know, I remember like one of our very first conversations you mentioned, you know, I always, I always just make it right. You know, like if a, if a customer is upset or if something happened, like I just always, we eat it, we make it right. And I think, um, sometimes that can be hard. And I think, uh, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge tell around the the values that your companies hold and uh, why people, you know, choose to, to support you guys. So congratulations on all of the awesome Thank things you, that are happening. Yeah. Thanks. We can't wait to see you in Bozeman. And, I know. Um, I'm so excited. Yes. And I'm, you know, you guys are up to such amazing things. And um, I just, I love that you're doing this podcast and just all the things that you're doing as well. And the fact that, you know, you've been able to pivot so many times in the last <laughs> over many years it's also incredible and it's insane I've told my husband I'm not I we're just you know even though I like miss the west every day I just cannot move I just cannot pack a box I just cannot like I just you know (laughs) I'm just gonna stay in this little safe place like nesting's a real thing I'm nesting right now yes you know yes good Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This is the She Wolf Show. We get real and raw and we talk about business. Tune in and howl at us with any questions. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you loved this podcast, if you loved the real talk that you're getting, then you will absolutely want to check out She Wolf Collaborative. You can find it at shewolf.co. That's S H E. W-O-L-F dot C-O. And you can learn more about this ecosystem of women in business that are go-getters. They have grit, they have gumption, and they are giving back to one another. And we're growing together. It's a lot of G's, a lot of alliteration, but we like it because we're in branding. So check out SheWolf Collaborative. You can also find us on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter at SheWolf.